0: Hi, everyone. I'm Autumn Magar and this is KBD Radio. hope you're all hanging in there and enjoying the early fall weather. This week, we're talking with Denise McGehe out of Dallas, Texas. Denise is an award-winning designer and also a KBDN innovator. All right, Denise, it is great to have you with us today. Hi, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me today. Now, to start us off, how would you describe your design style? What are some of your biggest influences and inspirations?
1: Well, I always tell our clients when they come in the door that they are our influence. Um, We really work hard to make sure that their voice is heard in the designs that we develop for them. And we are known for... um, really having a diversified portfolio. We don't necessarily design in a particular style. Mm -hmm. Um, We love modern. We love traditional. We love classic interiors. Um, And our style is probably a little more layered and um, it tells a story. So I don't know if that's a design style, but it's very much a reflection of our clients.
0: Now, you are based in Texas. I, I'm kind of actually wondering, are there certain elements of designs that you see your clients demanding more that you, you think might be a regional preference?
1: I think weather plays a really big role in the way that we design here. Um, we get lots of sunshine here. Um, Window treatments are almost a must. mm mm-hmm. um, but we also have a lot of opportunities for indoor and outdoor living, and to have spaces flow into one another. There's not a lot of snowy winters here. We we may get snow once or twice, but it's usually here a day, two at the most, and then it's melting. So, um, I think that I think that really influences a lot of of how we design spaces. Um, we do have. Four seasons, short as they may be, and summer is definitely <laughs> one of our longest seasons. We right. everyone's talking about the the getting of fall, you know, on Labor Day weekend, and we're like, um, no, um, it's still summer here until like mid October.
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> so
1: our 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 pools are open for a good four to six months a year, and um, a lot of outdoor entertaining happens here, which is great.
0: And, you know, you have one very unique design offering. Um, You've actually trademarked it, as I understand, uh, designing with a deadline. I'm wondering what does this entail and kind of how did this come about?
1: You know, I often find myself explaining what designing with a deadline really means. It's really a process and a timeline that we layer over each of our projects. Mm -hmm. And I kept hearing people be frustrated by how long projects were taking and how long is it going to take you to do this or that And when I, when we bring a project into the firm and we get started, the first thing we do is put a timeline that we're all working toward and that we can agree to mm-hmm. and um, we layer deliverables on top of that so that everyone knows where we are at any one time. And I think designing with a deadline, is as much about being proactive as it is doing things quickly. I think efficiency plays a role in the way that we design. And um, we love to calendar and schedule every single step and presentation the minute a project comes to the table. So when we sign a contract, for example, we know that in about six weeks, we're going to do our first round of a presentation to the client. We may touch them a couple of times during that period, whether it is to present mood boards or get feedback on a look and feel that we're going for. But it really is about a six-week process of of when the client signs a contract to the time that we're presenting either furnishings or a kitchen design or an overall mood and look and feel for a new construction project.
0: Wow. So... It sounds like honesty and transparency, I mean, in your design process and good communication play a really big role in that.
1: Very much. And our clients always know where we are in the process.
0: Mm-hmm. So they don't
1: write you this huge retainer check and then wonder when they're going to hear from you again. So right. um, it's, it's really a clear plan. Um, contractors and builders love it. Our clients love it. And honestly, it's great to keep our team on track so that we're all working toward a shared deliverable for a presentation or selections etc.
0: Yeah. Um you know and and something I'm kind of wondering is how has your design process whether that's designing with a deadline or any other process changed or stayed the same during during this pandemic that we're all living through like how has your process had to evolve in order to kind of account for that.
1: You know, we were really um thankfully set up for a COVID life before oh, yeah? it hit. Um, I have remote team members that have, over the years, worked for me here in Dallas, and then have moved for whatever reason—they got married or they had, you know, a family reason to move away from Texas—but they still work for me full time. Sure. And our entire back office of our firm is in the cloud, so we have a project management system. Um, we Before Zoom came along, we were very regularly on Skype and sharing screens. And so, we were really set up and prepared to continue our workflow. Um, As it relates to manufacturers and receiving products, you know, we're seeing delays. But it's all pretty simple to communicate when you already have a timeline and you can Mm -hmm. tell your client, you know, due to COVID, this is what's happening. You know, we're about three weeks out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, I, I imagine one aspect of maintaining effective communication during this time is, is having a really good digital infrastructure. And I know that you've been working on a, a website redesign. So uh, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what the process of that has been like and, and what benefits you see it having for your business in the future.
1: You know, when something like this happens, I've, I've been practicing for right out 20 years. And so I made it and survived through the first recession. Um, And I think that what that time taught us is that when something like that is happening, it's a wonderful opportunity for you as a business owner to Mm -hmm. make changes, to um, reinvent yourself, to really look at what wasn't working and change it. Um, And we've done that. We've been so incredibly busy the past three years. We've not had time to update our website, the way that we wanted to, and we wanted to have new branding in place. We'd already been working on that. So this time over the summer, basically, we worked on our new website. It is a much fresher, cleaner version of our brand. Mm -hmm. We have new branding, we have new fonts, Um, our website, Shows our portfolio much more edited. I think there's a lot of noise out there right now, and we wanted to really get the best of the best out of our portfolio. We're sharing a couple of new projects that have never been on our website, and um, thinking about how we tell our story in today's times. Right. Um, how much we focus on home, and how much we focus on families and how they entertain and how they live and and why it's so important to have a designer that understands that and listens to that. And we've always done that. And right. I, I think we're really at a time where our value is even more than it's ever been because people are interested in what we have to say.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I imagine it's it's a really good time to not reinvent yourself, but to rearticulate who you are.
1: Absolutely. And it's and so when we launch, um, we're super excited about sharing some of those new projects with the world and, and to kind of tell our story in a more edited, elevated fashion.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and you know, something something interesting about about your brand is that um, you know, you've developed relationships with manufacturers like uh Silestone, and I know you're a brand ambassador with Monogram. Um so part of what I'm wondering is how do you choose which of those manufacturing brands to cultivate relationships with and how have these relationships influenced your design career and your brand?
1: Well, I think anytime that you can get visibility for your brand and that you bring a voice um, to a brand that they see value in, it's wonderful to be able to have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, We have designed kitchens and baths from the beginning and, when I first started my firm, we worked very closely with builders and developers. Um, and really, I've had experience using just about every product on the market. <laughs> when it When it comes to choosing the brands that we choose to partner with, um, there's several things that come into play. First, have I used it, had success with it, and had wonderful customer service from that brand? Right. Um, that's more important than anything. Um, how, in many cases, I've either used it in my home or I've used it multiple times on projects and had great success. So that's a number one for us. Would we use it in our own home? Mm-hmm. Um, number number two, um, what is this brand's reputation in the industry? It's got to be the same as, as our firm's reputation because um, I'm also looking at all of the other brand ambassadors they've either worked with before or what the messages that they're sharing with the world, and does it align with what I believe in personally and what my firm stands for? absolutely. those are those are super important things to think about, not just you know, do I want to go on a trip or do I want <laughs> to, you know have a nice dinner with a group of designers that I know? Because we get those opportunities a lot at, and and in this day and age, we're not traveling anywhere. We're not really having big, large parties or events of any sort. So the fact that I've still chosen to sign on with a brand like Monogram says a lot about the brand. I really do see the value in the relationship.
0: I, I gotta imagine it's it's very inspirational to be kind of mingling with the other designers in that that rep those brands. Have, have you found that you've kind of...
1: Oh my gosh, yes. And And these other designers that come from across the country um and even Canada, when I when I was working with Filestone, they are some of my dearest friends. You 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 form a bond and a you forge relationships that are so valuable to you as a designer to be able to pick up the phone and and make a phone call and ask someone that you trust um, a very delicate business question or um, if you're checking on For example, you're doing a project in their city and you need resources for a receiving warehouse or a contractor. Um, Who better to call than your network of design friends from across the country? Um, Your network often just um, in the market that you work in are the builders and contractors that you use. Mm -hmm. But to have your peers as a network is invaluable.
0: Absolutely. Well, Denise, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and chat with me today.
1: Thank you, and, and I look forward to sharing more with you, and hopefully I'll get to see you in person soon.
0: I'm sure you will. KBD Radio is hosted and produced by Autumn McGar with music by David Ayala. For more information about kitchen and bath design news, please visit our website at kitchenbathdesign.com.